We acknowledge and pay respect to the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast was produced, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We also pay our respects to the traditional owners of the lands that this content reaches and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who may be listening. People need people. We've always needed people. We always will need people. And I think it's like a drastic shock. Welcome to Conversations in Isolation, a podcast that brings the intimacy of conversation against the backdrop of social distancing. Together we talk with interesting people, telling the stories you haven't heard from the places you can't go, to bridge the void of social isolation. Hi, I'm Monica, and in this episode, I'm speaking with visual artist and honor student Molly Rose Stevenson. The COVID-19 pandemic has had a pretty huge impact on Molly's work, and she's also created an online exhibition called Quivering in Quarantine. Hi, I'm Molly. I'm a visual artist based in Nam, Melbourne. I have a focus on sculpture and installation at the moment. I'm currently studying my honours at Monash University, but now I'm doing this online due to the current pandemic. And I'm one of the co-curators of Quivering in Quarantine. So can you tell me a little bit about the exhibition and project? So what is the idea behind it and how did you go about creating it? So basically my friend Iona and I, we went to um, VCA together and we sort of share similar like conceptually aligned practices anyway. And we had just been talking and pretty much just with this whole pandemic, it left just us feeling pretty shit to be honest, just with galleries being closed and unis just become now becoming online and obviously doing uni online isn't that accessible for everyone. Um, and you know, that poses whole new unique challenges, but we just got talking and one day I was just sort of thinking, well, how are we, any of us going to show our works <laughs> or like even just continue any of our practices or writings when we can't even exhibit them or show them? Um, and then I just thought, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe I should just do it online. And it sounded really obvious, but it was really as simple as that. And then I thought, well, I don't want to do this alone. And so I asked Iona and she was all for it. And was like, yes, definitely, let's do it. And then we, when we were trying to come up with a name, sort of like we need something that's a little jazzy it's got a nice ring to it and then I was like quarantine quarantine and then I was trying to find a word that was a little you know unsettling so that's where the quivering part came in but yeah so that was sort of like where it originated from and we just wanted it to be something that people could access so you know obviously if you don't have internet it's, it's a bit harder but we wanted it to be easier for people to access during this time since everything shut down yeah amazing I was actually going to ask what the quivering and quote like what the yeah. name is like if there is well, it was just, it just quivering just felt appropriate. You know, you're sort of quivering like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. And then with the two cues, it made sense. Yeah. No, I like <laughs> it. So what kind of work do you feature and like how many artists have you featured so far? So, so far it's been pretty fluid. We've been just sort of seeing how we go. We've actually gotten a large amount of um, submissions, which has been awesome. It really has just flourished, which has been great. But usually we've like in our first volume, we were wanting people to address a theme of vulnerability or softness, um, how their work has been influenced from isolation. And then as long as that's echoed through the work, that was sort of our prompt that we were after. We thought that was appropriate. But we've been doing it in 
volumes. So sort of like a storybook as well. That was a theme that we wanted the online exhibition to have. So then it can be this ongoing process because we obviously don't know how long this pandemic is going to go for. So it's been done in volumes, but the way that we're selecting is, yeah, addressing the prompts, but then also just works that we feel are aligned and are strong. We just, we're wanting works in particular that have been made in isolation, not just works that have been made, say like in previous years, or we're wanting to see what works have been generated, like from isolation or from self-quarantining and how that's affected people's practices. Yeah, that's what I found like really, really interesting about it is that you're yeah asking artists to showcase like their work and kind of reflect on their experience within the pandemic. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. That's why I found it super fascinating. Thank you. Well, that's sort of what we yeah, were, that's okay. we want just because especially now, since we don't have access to artists, I mean like, and you know, general population, but we don't have access to these resources that we normally would to create these artworks or pieces of writing. It obviously alters everything. So, you know, a lot of people yeah. are resorting to just using materials that they already have or found materials or having to change their medium altogether that they might have previously been working with. Even for myself personally, like I've always used a workshop or heat guns and a kiln and all these things. And obviously I don't, that's not accessible. So that's changed how I approached my work. And now, so we're just wanting to explore that and how people have been adapting. And what do you kind of hope, I guess you kind of touched on it before, but what do you kind of hope this gallery will do and achieve? We're hoping that ultimately that the online platform will just simply give a bit of reassurance for artists. That was our main motive of just providing reassurance and a bit of warmth and knowing that despite all these closures, we still can gather together like as a community and still showcase and celebrate um, people's artworks, even when we are so physically removed from each other, Mm. that we can still... For sure. We can still explore each other's practices and we can still grow and learn together, even though there's all these restrictions and limitations. How have things changed for you personally as a result of the crisis? Well, I lost my job, like many people. Um, I was working in a gallery as a gallery assistant and that was really great. So that was a shame that that had to come to an end. The income's been not great. Um, I, Since I am studying as well, I'm doing my honours, it's only a year. So with all this that's going on, that's obviously posed new questions and approaches to things, but I'm sticking with it just because one, it's keeping me busy and two, it's not like I've got anything else to do, but the only limitation is just not having access to resources like the library and studio spaces and that sort of thing. I do have a space um, where I'm living at the moment where I've been making my works and I've pretty much just been doing more drawings lately and using found materials that I already have access to and making these assemblages just from my home, really. So I've been lucky to have a space that I've been able to do that. So that's sort of where my studio practice has been going. That's that's yeah. sort of where I'm at. Everything's just a day-by-day occurrence. I, ironically, I've, I actually prefer the works that I've been making now more than works that I've had not in isolation, which is, which is a bit yeah. weird. But that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much what I've been doing, just trying to keep busy, mm-hmm. making works from home, making sure I'm still reading and being informed. But it has helped. It's just been, you know, a bit... Just, it's just hard. It's just hard. There's yeah. Fluffing around it. It's just difficult. Exactly. And I think people are only just now coming to terms. Yeah. I feel like at the start, everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll like get through this, you know. But then, yeah, 
it's just hit me this week. I'm like, shit, I've lost everything. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, lost, I know what you mean. But, you know. I mean, I'm not sure about yourself, but I've been in actual isolation for probably over a month. I had to these, like, look. Um, rules or laws coming out. I actually stayed home for like a week or two just just because. And then when oh, they released oh this, my I was God. Like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I should have got out when I could have. So <laughs> this is just my way of life. I've I've accepted it, and mm. I'm just sort of that's just how I roll. Just making sure I'm getting out, getting some fresh air, going for walks, doing some stretches, keeping yourself yeah, safe. Trying only thing you can do. How do you think the whole pandemic will pan out? Where do you think we'll be like, in a few weeks' time? <laughs> or where do we? Where do you hope we will be in a few weeks' time? Or months oh time? Lord! Um, I really hope that this pandemic really will make people more empathetic and compassionate, and it will change the way people operate. Not just you know through like capitalism and all that sort of thing, but just just from how people treat each other and how people connect, and that's what I hope for. If we're talking from like an emotional. Yeah place i just i'm i'm a bit cynical i i sort of have the belief that people will do these things i'm just not sure how long it will last for but Mm. i i am hoping obviously that it doesn't last that long the pandemic i mean i'm just hoping that people can all actually go into lockdown and actually follow the rules i can just get this over and done with just for this safety and health of everyone Mm. that's sort of what i'm hoping we can get out of it as soon as possible and we can all just adapt and try to let go of expectations that we've previously had like in every way to relationships and work and our practices and communication just everything there's Mm. there needs to be some degree of compromise now yeah for sure it's almost like everything's like been Mm. ripped apart and now we're like building ourselves yeah well there's no there's no guidebook obviously to any of this so i think it's one of those just taking it day by day trying to figure out <laughs> what's gonna happen mm. next week yeah that's very mm. true um and is there anything else you'd like to add any message you like to deliver to A message to um, deliver the world the the big old world i would say for people that make art and that write as well to just keep doing it, especially in isolation since there isn't that much to do anyway. If you've got access to a pen and paper or anything really, like this is the time to do it. This is the time to make it and submit it. (laughs) Submit it so we can have a look. I would just say keep making artwork and obviously there's only so much we can do, but they are things that most people can do so jump on the bandwagon um and last but not least where can people find you and the exhibition like your instagram handle well 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 so yeah, <laughs> self <self-promo. laughs> here i go um so we've got a website quivering in quarantine.com so nice and easy and our instagram is just qiq dot gallery that's Amazing. where you can find us thank you so much yeah thank you for letting me have a chit chat And that was Molly. I really hope she can get back to work and uni soon. Do make sure you head over to quiveringandquarantine.com to check out and support her online exhibition. On our next episode, Lewis sits down with Mayara Gennaro, an international student from Brazil who now lives in Melbourne and is facing troubles during this pandemic situation. The government gave them the package, the support and everything. So they are receiving even though they're not working, but it's not the case of international students. Conversations in Isolation is produced by RMIT Media and Profcom students. We're working from home using laptops, phones, and sometimes even a microphone if we're lucky. 
Music is by Melbourne musician Liam Matum and you can find us on your favourite podcasting app. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Isolation Combos.